Sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it is From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Greetings and salutations, Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to this, another installment, another episode of Believe in Atlanta Sports. I am your host, Robert Taylor. This is my co-pilot, the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Good morning. By now, you know us, you love us, and we love you too. We got a little bit to talk about today. Some some good stuff happened over the weekend, but I'm going to start the morning with, uh, I don't know if it's negative. I'm just going to say it, 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 our friend, we have a friend, Bob Brooks, and he's always on Facebook and he says, I have questions and it'll be like a picture of something or something. Well, I have questions this morning. Uh, as everybody knows by now, we all have uh, other endeavors and jobs that we do, and uh, I, I work at Publix right now, as I'm in, uh, you know, uh, finishing up school at the University of Michigan, and I'm leaving the store last night, and a uh, corner display, I see a Lay's potato chip. Oh no, I know where you're going with this, and and it's a new flavor, and the flavor is Cool Ranch. Dorito flavored potato chips. Why wouldn't you just eat a Dorito? Why do we have to live in that world? Like somebody literally wakes up and says, I want Cool Ranch Doritos, but I don't want Doritos. It's like, did, did they order too much of the spice? What? Why do, I don't know. I'm not a cheese guy. You know that. I've never actually been a Dorito guy. Please you just heard two things about me that are very weird. Please don't stop watching. He almost didn't make the show because of the cheese thing. I almost found somebody else, but I let it slide. It's a hurdle we're going to have to get over with everyone, but um, it's it's possible. Uh, I swear I have friends. But seriously, uh, Doritos, are they tortilla chips? Yeah, kind of. Like are a, they corn chips? I think what? they call them nacho chips or something. I don't know. Sure, but not potato chips. So no. maybe I can see where this would make a little bit of sense if if you just prefer potato chip with that flavor rather than, I mean. I guess somebody somewhere said I don't really like Doritos and I should be able to enjoy the uh, the zesty flavor of Cool Ranch too. So everybody gets, you know, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets to have their way. Sure. I thought you were going down a different route. I don't even remember what it was because I tried to rinse it from my ears. But somebody <laughs> told me that there was like a ketchup and mustard flavored something that didn't have to do with the actual condiments. But I was like, why? I don't know. I mean, I actually like the combination of ketchup and mustard. But of course. Why would? Why? why? 
Like there's a, a, there's a, a lot like of a, whys. Like a ketchup and mustard flavored something. Okay, well, we won't we won't get in that rabbit hole. I did get in a rabbit hole at work last night as well uh, about kryptonite. I just thought there was red kryptonite and green kryptonite. Oh no, there's a and I stopped. I stopped scrolling. There's a lot of kryptonite. Come to find out. But anyway, that's not sports, and this we're here to talk sports, but, you know. It is very important. We'll kind of salt and pepper some other stuff in there from time to time. But Also a great flavor combination. We're not going uh, to do like some other shows and give you five minutes of sports and 40 minutes of, of uh, gambling stories and, and barbecue grill-outs, but we won't go there either. But we do, as always, have some housekeeping this morning. Corey Burton. Corey, I'm sorry. Uh, he is the host of the Bulldogs podcast with Israel Troop. We said Ben, and I don't know if I was thinking Ben Burton Park in Athens, but Corey, yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. I know you're going to be on the show, but sorry for dropping the ball. Sorry about that, Corey. That's a... Yeah, yeah. We uh, Mm -hmm. we, Sometimes we're not prepared. Much to Mark's chagrin, because I'm a fly by the seat of our pants. Hey, let's just scratch something out and get going. And, and but we're going to work on that because guess what? It, we're new. It's uh, it's not even. We're not even in our infancy yet. We're still an embryo growing. We're just talking about this earlier. The functionality of our studio now compared to where we were before, where we weren't on camera ever. No. I had a computer set up. I had paper everywhere. I literally <laughs> had everything at my fingertips. So. Uh, we're figuring it out. Yeah, we got some new graphics uh, going up, I think, because we do have two shows still in the can in post-production. We thought maybe they'd be out this weekend, but Jared and the boys, who do a lot for us on the back end, I think they had a shoot out of state, but now they're also, they kind of wrapped in a vacation. But So really, you're going to be getting hit with like a triple shot of, believe in Atlanta sports. So it's coming at you. Uh, this week, so stay tuned all week. There's going to be uh, a trio of shows coming out, and we still have we're to do We're fitting it. a flood, yeah. Yeah, we have another one coming, because we're taking off for the Labor Day holiday, so you're going to have lots to do over the holiday while you're grilling out, hanging out by the pool, the lake, turn us on, check, you know, get your sports talk in, or, or... Catch up, re-listen. Listen to two guys babble incessantly about nothing, who knows? Maybe uh, watch <laughs> us a few times with all your friends, yeah. everybody like and subscribe. And you can, I say, uh, don't smash the like button. The like button gets abused. You know, maybe buy it a cocktail, give it a pat on the back, you know, a little shoulder massage, and, and, and touch the, you know, just touch the like button. Don't smash it. Yeah, whatever you do, don't take it out for a nice fish dinner and never call it yeah. again. That's and just- subs- don't forget to subscribe, too. Uh, and you can turn the notification off if you want. Just just subscribe and, and watch us and check us out. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Um, mm-hmm. So one more piece of uh, housekeeping. Um, it, it looks like, judging from his Twitter post, that our, our, our fearless leader, the guy that's making it all happen out there in Los Angeles, California, we're pretty sure he's a Falcons fan. I don't have confirmation yet but he posted a picture on his twitter account of, of three cute little kids just geared up in falcons and he said go falcons rise up so i'm hashtag assuming hashtag rise up that yeah. is a telltale sign you're a falcons fan and i figure maybe we can get him down here for a tailgate possibly discuss our braves dodgers wager yeah there's a lot of things we need to talk about 
And well, especially if he's a Falcons fan, we definitely need to dive into that. Maybe bring him on the show. I have a connection over at Home Depot, uh, Braun. We could get the Home Depot suite, I think. They got some nice seats down there because of Arthur. Uh, we have a friend who handles a pretty pretty big account for them. He's going to be on the show. Um, but I also, because I was Facebook stalking, I was like, well, we should know as much about our boss as possible, and, and this is pretty cool. Braun is a former professional surfer. So you already know immediately he's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's probably some, he could probably tell us there's some pro surfers that are total dicks, but most of them are really cool. They're kind of, they kind of vibe with the ocean and nature and they're just very chill down to earth people. It made me want to go to California and maybe get some wine and some of their uh, legal weed. And I, I'm not saying he would partake, but I just kind of want to go to his house and watch Point Break and Fast Times at Ridgemont High with him. I, that would probably be cool. Like, he doesn't have to have any of the other things, but, you know. Uh, so, anyway, anyway, we have problems. Um, but anyway, no so that's cool, you know. Uh, pro surfer, man. That's uh, I'd love to be able to get up on a board one day. So, And I'm going to be out there in December, and I, I wonder how hard it is to, to get a lunch with Braun. And, and Nick out there in L.A. I'm going to have to work that up. Jenna, make something happen. She's our producer. Who am I? I'm, I'm just out here pointing top. to the camera and giving demands. But So let's let's start talking about sports. That's why we're here. Um, the Falcons had a preseason game. I'm going to stress preseason as we dive into this. They did beat the Detroit Lions 27-23. to our, our guy, Ritter, he, he, had, he got some PT. He was 10 for 22, 103 yards, a couple TDs. He ran the ball six times for 59 yards. And it was a game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, and we've touched on this before, I don't care about preseason. This is when I put my Allen. They're not going to cut that out either. You're going to see that. This is when I put my Allen Iverson hat on. And I go, man, we talking about practice because that's all this is. This is organized practice between two teams. And these are guys, especially in that first preseason game, Mariota was on the field in what, a few minutes? He he was on first the field. Drive. Yeah, he doesn't even have any stats. He threw the ball twice. So ran the ball three times. Yeah, and and even some of our fans were like, oh, oh, Mariota, he looks so well. Okay, yeah, for the five minutes he was on the field, it seemed like he was a uh, pretty charged. But of course, you know, football's back. It's nice to see him extend plays with his legs. I think that's what <clears throat> the majority of the people are enamored with at this point is that initial fear factor of the line collapsing a little bit or our play breaking down. But then also we watched. Ritter and Mariota get out of the pocket, make some things happen. Uh, I'm Ritter's Ritter's game winning touchdown pass was a broken play where he had to break out, but it, I think people just people love that. They're they're going to focus on that. Hopefully, they don't get too too excited about it because, I mean, we're playing against the Detroit Lions in the preseason, so their their backups are are just like our backups. So nothing to get. Super excited about. It's just nice to see, and if you're an optimist like I am, it kind of fuels your fire. It does, and and, and don't get me wrong. It's exciting. Like, I saw, and I didn't get to see the game. Uh, I was, uh, I had to work Friday afternoon, and then Friday night I had concert tickets. I went down to uh, 
Amiris Bank Amphitheater in Alpharetta and saw Cody Jinks. It was great. Had a great time. Went with some good friends. Um, but I saw a highlight, and you know, and I saw all the all the helmets bouncing up and down the end zone. I was like, yeah, man, the birds are back. That's cool. Football's coming. And it is exciting to see the new guys. And and but you gotta temper your expectations because and we're here here we go, but because look, I, I'm just trying to help you be a better, more educated, more intelligent sounding sports fan and get away from the uh hot take, cheap pop, just ridiculousness like you know think about what you're saying and and really watch the game and understand that yes there may be others and I'm not saying you can't feel that some of these Falcons are like you I have a right to feel this way you can feel however you want to feel it doesn't mean that you're right though right because don't, don't stand on that yeah um and and guess when I get to this I'm going to tell you Lions fans did it too but it, it really is a highly organized practice. It doesn't count. And Ritter, who, yeah, those are some pretty decent numbers. Not bad. But he was playing against vanilla defense. Nothing crazy. He threw an interception. It just got called back. With guys that probably, because preseason games are guys like, hey, is he going to make the team? Let's get these guys out there, get them in playing situations, in like get live game experience. It's, it's an audition a lot of times in preseason. The guys that he faced Friday night are not going to be the starting lineup for the, the Lions defense. They're not. That's So that's a fact. And he looked, and you know, it was exciting. But the Twitter GMs and other people rushed out to social media and the first thing I saw was Ritter isn't leaving Atlanta without a Super Bowl. That's stupid. God, I hope they're right. And and again, yeah, I hope they are, but you cannot I mean his his entire career has already been played out. Sure. After uh, uh this little sample size against by the way perennial losers the Detroit Lions. Everybody's hyped about their season this year. Jared Goff is, you know, and and the head coach Dan Campbell. Oh, well, you know, we're gonna we we things are happening here in Detroit, you know, and maybe they are. But also, to just, you have to say that. But to exalt this guy and say we found our man, he's the second coming. Oh, we're gonna he's gonna tear it up. He's I mean, some Falcons fans have already put him in Canton. They they're like get his bust ready, and just forget you know, Todd McClure. We're putting him in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it was just excitement maybe you're just so pumped that falcons football is back but just stop with it it's 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 almost too much like i even and somebody you know there were like-minded people like me out there that were just like hey everybody slow your roll everybody chill like this is you are going way overboard with this and i i Tweeted back, I was like, it's exhausting. Yeah, you're still getting that 50-50 blend, though. The the people that think that he's going to the Hall of Fame and the people that think he's going to be a bust. But nobody has the sample size to make that decision. No, Nobody really knows. The same guy, Drake London, hurt his knee. I have not heard anything else about what happened to it. They said it doesn't seem very serious. Still don't actually know what's going on, but I'm... I, reading the interwebs myself and people are like, oh, see, I knew we shouldn't have drafted Drake London. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't have drafted the guy because an injury happened in the game of football. Like, I I can't stand it. Like, (laughs) what are we even talking about at that point? Like, what, why, 
Oh, he's already Julio Jones, and he's hurt all the time in some people's world. It's like, why? Because I, we didn't draft your guy in the first round, the guy you knew was going to make us a better football team. Like, Drake London wasn't number one on my list, but when we picked him, I was like, hell yeah, that's that's who the, that's who we're going with. That's my guy. But, man, it is, it's insane to see. It, the fandom is so much different than it used to be. Before, you used to just be happy about who you got. Now, everybody, it's like if, if it's not their guy, your team is not doing their job properly. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole point of our show, kind of, too, is not only to talk about sports, but to try to change the culture a little bit. And I know it, because ha- look, the Lions did it, too. Aiden Hutchinson, oh, my God, there were Lions fans. Like, he's Lawrence, He's the next, here we go, we got the next LT. Lawrence, and I was like, what, did you see the Michigan-Georgia game? Because he got owned, and one guy's like, well, he was double-teamed. No, he was some, but not Jamari the whole time. Salyer. Yeah, owned. Put hands on him. And he's got to put some weight on, too. But, they, I mean, they were already after that game. And, and it's it's all around the league. Just you that you can't tell anything from one preseason game. No, you can be excited about something. I'm super excited yeah. that I got to see a run game. I mean, between the two quarterbacks and our slew of running backs that we toted out there, they they average five plus yards per carry. I can't remember the last time I we even sniffed that. That's an amazing stat, Tyler Algier. Like again, it's preseason, but you watch some of the fundamentally sound things that he does. So it doesn't matter what the competition is; it's just things that you see, like what he does after contact and how he hits the holes and his patience and stuff like that. And like you you realize why they drafted this guy. Is he going to develop and become the guy that they hope he can be? God, I hope so. Cause we haven't had a frontline running back here. I'm not to take anything away from Cordero Patterson, but that's our, that's our Swiss army knife. Mm-hmm. Like Algier could be an actual bell cow running back for us, hopefully. Um, but you know, you didn't see a whole lot of Damian Williams, which is fine. He's been doing really good in, uh, in practice and everything like that, they're probably going to try to minimize his workload. Um, the running game, something to be happy about. You didn't see a whole lot on defense. You sure as shit didn't see a pass rush. Uh, one stake, one, one stake, one sack, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but so there's things you want to see that you didn't see, things you saw that might not actually be what you think they are. Like it, it's preseason. It's so that we're running specific plays, we're running specific coverages, we're running things to see how the people that we have fit on our team or if they fit on our team. So as much as you see teams try to win, like there's there's much more that goes into a preseason game that's not about just winning and losing. Yeah, and, and just because you didn't see a lot of pass rush and there was only one sack doesn't mean we're going to suck because I would argue – and I don't know this for sure, but I, I'm speculating that in the NFL, a lot of defensive coordinators don't ever show you. They're you know they give you they give you some show cards in preseason, but they don't they don't roll out the entire playbook because then they're just giving you stuff to they're giving you uh, film to watch and prepare like they want to keep some tricks up their sleeve and you know. So you know we don't we don't know, and that's the thing that I said. It, did did it was it a, a little bright spot? And somebody said, well, the last time the Falcons won a first preseason game, we went to the Super Bowl. You know the Robert Downey face on the like <laughs> it is. I mean that's how I feel, and I'm just like, look, fans, feel how you want to feel, but look, we're really just trying to keep the rest of the league from 
and, and the and the general media like the ESPNs of the world from just laughing at us and just all oh, those crazy slow thinking Southerners down there just going wild after uh, won the first preseason Lions game. Just like please, just everybody calm down. Let's watch the season unfold. Let's be excited, but let's be smart too. It should always be about tempered expectations and cautious optimism. That's what I've learned. Yep. That's the only way I don't go absolutely batshit. We'll ask anybody in the Falcons organization. Ask Arthur Smith. And Arthur Smith, you know, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of his interviews, but I bet he'd probably say, I liked what I saw from Ritter, but he's got opportunities. 100%. If, if you said, hey, Arthur, do you have your guy and you're going to win a Super Bowl? He'd be like, how can how could I possibly po- know that? Yes, yeah. how could we possibly know that here in Atlanta? Nobody playing in the league has, you know, so just... That's that's one of those one of those questions that somebody inevitably asks in the post game press conference, and they just kind of yeah. snicker and they're like, ah, "Snicker and sigh." Yeah. So, it, yeah, football is back officially. Football's back, and, and it's that's coming. the greatest part about it. Which another cool thing, and I'm, I'll see maybe if I can uh, get you involved, and we'll see if we can get her on the show. Something that I was involved in last season. I think last season was the first season I did it. I'm almost positive. But there is an app called Rave On. And the CEO, she started this company. She's a wildcat, though, from Kentucky. Her name is Brittany Harris. And uh, it's a pretty cool app um, called Rave On. I said that before. But so what it is, is you have like rooms on here. Like they have games. They, they have like, I think they have NHL, all the major sports, I'm pretty sure. But in those rooms, they have hosts, and I'm a host. And, and basically what it is, is it's shit-talking. Like, so, like, if, if we play, well, just use the Lions. So, if it was a regular season, is a Lions-Falcons game, a room would open up, and there would be a Lions host and a Falcons host. And you can kind of comment on the game. You can say, ah, the ref's, a, you know, an idiot. He's a window licker. Or what a great play. And, and it's kind of like you Are can you do, typing or talking? You can type. Now... It's typing now. I think maybe down the line, and, and I would have to ask her, I think they might have some plans for doing like some, hey, I'm here live, which would be even more cool. But it's I'm got, not saying I'm not interested in the typing end of it, but you get some talking on there, and that is, man. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's been received very well. She's all the time on LinkedIn. And like, I'm going to actually send her a message today and say, hey, we, we're talking about you on our show. And I don't know if she maybe would get her on Zoom or a phone call, or I don't know if she ever gets down to Atlanta. But very cool lady. I've talked to her, uh, her and her husband both, and she has a partner uh, as well. His name's James. But it's 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 and it, and it's still young too. Like our show, it, I think maybe this is only the second season. Maybe um, they haven't been around long. But it's a very cool idea, especially maybe more so if you're watching the game alone. Like I don't know, your buddies are out of town, or you're just kind of sitting in the house, and you can kind of interact. Um, even at the game, I don't know if you'd do it at a game. Maybe some people would, because that happens now. There's people at a baseball and football game event and on their, their phone. And they're on their phone, but it's just whatever you do. You, I'm just not going to do that. The world would see but, spinning on its axis. So I'll be on there uh, this year again, and they've made some upgrades. Just kind of talking football and talking trash. But like you said, I, and I want to say maybe I asked her about it, but yeah, down the road, if it, if there was like a live room with you know. Being and the other host on a mic, and some other people could chime in somehow, or maybe they—it's kind of like you know the uh, live Facebook stuff where the comments stream in. Yeah, that would be so. Anyway, that's that. And 
We are going to uh, keep rolling along. We're going to shift over into the Braves, but I think who do the do you know who the Falcons have next? I unfortunately do not know who they have next in preseason uh, because I don't care. Good Lord, I knew this five minutes ago. Um, hold on. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll stall for you. Uh, yeah, I just I mean I'm one of those people. I don't care about preseason football because it means nothing. It's not telling of who you're going to be uh, as a team. Because how many times in professional sports, the Braves, I'll give you a great example. In 95, they had a garbage spring training. Garbage, garbage, garbage. And I you could, I think I might be wrong. I've said this for years. Ago. I'm, I think they lost every game. I don't think they won a single game. The NFL teams have done it too. Garbage, garbage, garbage in the preseason because they don't have their top guys on the field. And then they go on and have, the, have a great NFL season. Looks like the Jets. Yeah. Lock your moms up, yeah. folks. Zach Wilson's coming to town. The MILF Hunter's coming with a yeah. beat-up knee. Look out. Yeah, and he's not playing, so he's got time on his hands. I'm telling you, watch, watch your moms. So, that's all. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, good for him. So, uh, we have some fan interaction, too, because I see a picture of Jacob DeGrom on your phone. You have a friend that's a Mets fan. He 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 got all riled up because I said Jacob Degrom was old, and I didn't say he wasn't good though. I just said, in the eyes of of professional sports, and and, and that he is getting older. He's yeah. thirty four. You didn't you didn't say anything wrong in that respect. I think he just got excited because, uh, and this one's for you, Mike. Um, he got excited because. DeGrom's got that rookie of the year syndrome when you get your surgery and your tendon sweetens up and then you start throwing harder than you've ever thrown before. Like Henry Rowan Gardner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred, <laughs> 150%. Um, but, but that's where he's at. He's throwing consistently a hundred miles per hour. And that is, uh, that's not what we're used to, but yeah. it's, uh, sure. He's the best pitcher in baseball right now. I don't have any argument with that. It just, oh, yeah. it, it, he's okay, on wait, the tail wait, wait, end. wait, 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 wait. Can we say the best pitcher in like the last five, ten games? Because well, he hasn't played. Fair, but okay. okay. If you had to list the best pitchers, whether they were hurt or not in the league, you probably put them at the top of your list. Yeah, at, well, I, those... at least top three. With if you couldn't decide one A, one B, one C, yeah. he's in your. He's in those three. Well, I'm not saying this is right, but kind of in, in the world that I live in, the headspace I live in, when you get hurt, you get kicked off the list. That is unfair. No participation trophy? Nope, like no, participation no participation trophies. trophies. Like, if you get trophy. hurt, you know, especially like a Tommy John or anything like that, like a pretty – like Mike Soroka, you could say when he was healthy, was becoming – growing into being the, one of the top pitchers. But now, two tendon issues. He got drilled in the knee – He's not on the list. He's got to earn his way back onto the list. We didn't know what we were going to get out of Degrom. Is like you know how do you, because bouncing back from injuries are are hard, especially significant ones. But yeah, the guy is really good. I one hundred percent feel like after the uh, Degrom Nola pitching duel that he he can just be slapped right back at the top of that list. He has been stellar in the outings since he's come back. I'm talking like twelve Ks, ten Ks, stellar. And guess what, Met fans. Enjoy him because it sure looks like the Braves are going to make a run at him. And it sure looks like now, not looks like he's already, he said it in spring training that he may test the waters of free agency. And 
again, we talked about this in a prior show. He, you know, uh, Dale in Florida, but so who knows? Who knows? And just, you, just for you, Mike, we are most likely going to be talking quite a bit of trash about the Mets. So this fan interaction thing uh, is going to be great between us. Feel free to text, call, whatever you need. You can blow up our Twitter. Do do all that stuff. I, I love it. It's actually I actually died laughing, not because of what you said, but just because it was such a surreal situation that you listened to the podcast and then left me a detailed message <laughs> about how you felt about that comment. Like it was... It was like an amazing feeling. It was funny to me. I was I was a little overwhelmed, but keep it coming because that's exactly why we're doing this, and it was incredible. And today is Monday, August 15th. Um, you may see this show uh, at a later date. You will see this. Show. It won't be up today, but so you'll see the show at a later date. But we've got four with the Mets, and this is a big series. Only three games left after this. And right now, the Braves are sitting at 3-8 and eight versus the Mets this year. Not good, but doesn't mean we can't rip off some games we just you know swept the Marlins right out of town and they're the Marlins but you know the Mets have been beating up on everybody and you know Chipper Jones said the Mets and the Astros are the two best teams in the league and lo lo and behold that's who we got coming up for the next seven games in a row so it's yeah and we we got Mets then we got Astros I'm just waiting for that uh, WWE Jim Ross moment against the Mets like slobber knocker it, it will be, and we've got to. I think if we can't either get a series split or do a 3-1 or, you know, some little a little sweet Braves magic and we take four because we're on a roll. But I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's not going to happen. But, it, again, in my head, the fantasy world that I live in, I you know, Jim Ross comes on and he's like, oh, my God, it's, it's Chipper Jones, the Met killer. He's back. <laughs> you know, and he, he comes tearing down the – you know, the hallway of the dugout, and he runs out on the field with his bat, and he's in uniform, and, and we just crush the Mets. He hits we? a home run with a steel chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. That would be, man, how awesome would that be? We'd get on ESPN for sure. If Chipper Jones runs out during the Mets series and hits a home run with a steel chair, man, we're all over ESPN for days. Make it happen, E.T. God, I wish it could, yeah. <laughs> you got magic in you. I know it. We don't ask a lot. You got magic in you, E.T. Um... So yeah, you know it's 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 we got a tough road to hoe, uh, but that's the game of baseball, and you know we got a slightly new look team though. This is uh, it's an, it, it's yet again another exciting time to be a Braves fan. Um, it is, but so and and let's just look at kind of the division here, and we'll and we'll talk some wild card stuff. Let me refer to my notes here. Uh, Mets in their last ten are eight and two. Atlanta and Philly are seven and three. In the wild card, Atlanta sits atop. Uh, San Diego is a half game out. Mm-hmm. Phillies, right? You know, the Phillies are a half game out uh, from San Diego. Uh, we're six up. I, I think we're safe. But you got Milwaukee at a game and a half, and then you kind of got a dark horse in San Francisco at six. And boy, it sure does look like the Padres bet the farm. To miss the playoffs, you could literally have um, three teams from the East. If the Mets went, well, even if the Braves won the division, the Mets are in. So you could have Braves, Mets, Phillies right there. And then you have uh, who's the top? Uh, is it's not the Cardinals, is it in the Central? Not sure. Uh, but then you have LA yes. that's, yeah, Cardinals and could be Cards, Brewers, and then LA. 
uh, and one more team. But um, so I think, you know, um, no, that's it. That's it. So you'd have three from the East because there's six teams this year. I forgot that there's a, a new playoff structure. There's your division winners and three wild cards, which we're going to get into uh, something about that and a little, little idea I had about kind of, you know, because uh, our attention spans in America are so diminished now that people can't watch baseball for, for what it used to be. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, the pitch clock and some other things that are coming and, and people think pitchers' duels are boring. I think they're amazing. And they want, you know, they're trying to speed up the game. But kind of this is more uh, pertaining to kind of how the playoffs go and, and the all-star game. But just and, – and also, you know, don't – Nobody's sleeping on the Dodgers, but they very, you know, they just won, ripped off 12 in a row. And I think they're uh, like 9-1 and one in their last 10. So, yeah, we're getting down to the wire here in baseball. It's almost time for some playoff baseball. We're, we're halfway through August now. we still got September baseball. And that's another thing we can get into. Uh, and I, I, so on this show, We'll, we'll constantly bring up the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of – there's two options. There's two big options for Atlanta sports radio or podcasts or whatever in Atlanta, and and they're, they are what they are. I used to listen all the time for many years, so did Mark. I'm just not – Still a, do. Yeah, I can't. I have I mean, I haven't turned it on in ages. I don't like it anymore. I, you know, the whole thing of, of there are there are guys that are talking Atlanta sports that – have said on air that they are not particularly fans of the team. They're not from here. It's not a local hometown show. There's a couple of guys that are from here, from the area. Chuck, Chuck Oliver is from the area. Uh, Matt Chernoff is from the area. That was one of my favorite shows. But, I, you know, again, that's all great. I've never met them, but they all seem like great people. I just think that, you Waited know. Waited on Chernoff one time at uh, the old Outback in Roswell. Wow. Okay. So, you know, um, we just, we just think there's room for another option. We think Atlanta deserves another option. And we think, you know, a lot of times those shows kind of get way off course, but like you said, they have to cover up like three hours and we don't think you need three hours. We think you can turn us on for 45 minutes and you can even watch us in small and maybe you need like small chunks of us, like 45 minutes straight might be a little too much. I don't know. Sometimes we're a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. (laughs) But so another thing we have Vaughn Grissom has come up and this is the whole Desmond Ritter thing again. And so, and and let me circle back around to what I was talking about because I am ADD and I'm just so excited to be doing this. My brain goes in 18 different directions because I think about it at night. Like, man, I wish I could get on the mic right now. I just, I'm so much fun and we're doing this because we have fun doing it, but we're doing it because we're trying to, you know, accomplish something here and we and we know you're going to help us but um it's it's tough it's tough to talk about because it's just ridiculous Vaughn Grissom is here and it's exciting it's exciting that he's here he did so well in double a and he skipped you know he skipped over a grade and Michael Harris and it's it's all fun and exciting but they have already started talking Maybe, maybe Dansby's out now. Maybe Ozzy's out now. And the one, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish because I said I had, I'd had to circle back around. You thought I was going to get off track, didn't you? You thought he, well, he just lost it. I didn't lose it. The one thing that I'm going to trash on here constantly, I won't trash Atlanta Sports Radio. Uh, uh, just, just throw, throw them down in the gutter. But fan sided, man, 
What a garbage, garbage, awful, you know, clickbait headline, trash uh, sports outlet. Because now they've said, oh, with Vaughn Grissom, is Ozzy in danger? Do the Braves have leverage against Dansby? Well, no, they don't. Because, again, he arrived in grand fashion. I mean, what kid... When they sit around at night, you know, wouldn't dream of, you know, your first major league hit. You launch one, not over the green monster. He hit it out of the park onto the road. That's awesome. It's exciting. Is it? Yeah, for us that don't subscribe to that nonsense up there in New England. Don't get, well, that's another episode too. Me and New England are not friends at all. Not at all. Not saying they don't have some good food and some cool things up there, but all overall, me and New England not friends. Big hater. Big time. Big time. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's exciting. And you can be excited. But Twitter GMs, everyone else, crazy fans, stop acting like he's, you know, again, they've already done it. And I, and I told you before, Jeff Francoeur had a solid, solid MLB career. Jason Hayward's having a decent MLB career. But – I think we, a lot of people around baseball and, and even just fans would agree that maybe they didn't quite live up to what they were billed as. And and this is another thing. Vaughn Grissom has been here for less than a week, maybe a, right about a week now. Five whole games. Yeah, so he's, you know, and they're already like, oh, yeah, just get Dansby out of here. And I'm like, he's putting together back-to-back career years. The fans love him. The organization loves him. He was a number one draft pick. Dude is good. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they brought him up for leverage. I don't think that's mm. why they brought him up out of necessity. You know, if this if he stays consistent and he bats three eighty nine for the entire rest of the season, and that he's which as, he's not, he's as advertised. Uh, could they use that? With Dansby, they could, but I don't. I think Dansby's that guy. Dansby is much more than just a an on field commodity. He permeates the entire fandom. I well, I would also argue too that he's probably emerging as a clubhouse leader. Him and Austin Riley. I don't think Matt Olson's there yet, and I think Matt Olson, as good as the season as he's having, the average isn't there. But again, I talked to you about that last time. Average can be misleading. Um, I, I'm, I'm maybe he's kind of like in the in the wings because you know he he's just also going to be one of your shift busters once the shift goes yeah. away. That guy's going to rake. Oh, of course, but you know he's replacing you know the greatest Braves first baseman ever and a and a, a clear cut fan favorite. Like he's one of the most loved Braves of all time. You know, so maybe he's not quite grown into a leadership role and he's just kind of hanging back and and. I, I haven't I'll, – I'll try to go uh, find some stories, but I haven't heard much chatter about who's emerging as a leader back in that clubhouse. I haven't. I, but it seems like Riley's probably a guy and Swanson's probably a guy. And I think they they can't or they won't use it as leverage because, again, the sample size is too small. They don't – they think they know what they have. Scouts and everybody alike seems to think, hey, this Vaughn Grissom kid probably going to be pretty good. He projects to be good. Michael Harris, Awesome. Everybody loves Money Mike. He st- he still projects to be good because he doesn't even have a half a season. You know, he's not even going to have enough time up to to be a super two, which for those of you that don't know, a super two player, you become you get extra arbitration. 
and you can negotiate more salary because teams uh, generally when you come up have about six years of team control. So he's not going to have enough time for that. Vaughn Grissom surely isn't. So they don't. They still aren't quite sure what they have. So for them to say, well, Dansby, we've got Vaughn Grissom here. No, I don't think so. I don't think you can. Even fan-sided said, no, what does this spell for Ozzie Albies? Nothing. Because Ozzie Albies, it's his job. It's his job to lose. He's not going to lose it because he's Ozzie freaking Albies. He's one of the best second basemen in all of baseball. You know, these guys, yeah, so it's, uh, stop, just stop. Only one major sport going right now, so it's a, every day's a mildly slow news day for them. They they can't wait until they get baseball, football, and basketball all back at once so they can actually talk about real things. But then they, some of your publications are going to just put clickbait out. So um, it's it's an easy scenario for them to to fill in, to get some Mm -hmm. some clicks, but... we don't think that it's an issue, but you know who knows? Who knows if he's? I hope that this doesn't have anything to do with uh, with Dansby's contract at all. I hope that's just like a a done deal. I hope they're just they just haven't signed it yet. I hope they know exactly what they're doing there because I I feel like that there would be such a negative ripple effect if we we lost yeah. Dansby, especially how good he's playing. It's not like he's mediocre, but everybody loves him. He's doing very, very well. The only, everybody loves the him. The only snag, I think, and I don't know this for sure, I do know he uses Excel Sports Management, the same agency that Freddie. Freddie fired. What I don't know is if Casey Close is Dansby's manager or agent. If he is, that could be a little weird. Um, But... Yeah, I, I just I don't think I, that's going to happen. I no, think I doubt that would be weird too. And what I what I envision, and it's been talked about amongst the Braves, is a lineup. Uh, and again, you know he he has to go through spring training next year. Him and Harris both. I don't think Harris is a lock for center field. Who you know, crazy things happen in the off season. I don't think they're going to trade him away. I think they really like him, and I think he is the. I, I, I might be safe in saying it's his job to lose, but as far as Grissom is concerned, I envision a world where he's in left, Harrison center, Acuna in right, Albie Swanson, Olsen Riley. I think the Braves could improve a little at catcher. And I, and I think well, for this year, though, wouldn't yeah. you, would, wouldn't it be you'd have Contreras or Darno when he comes back, flip-flop them with the DH, and then Ozuna if you need a backup. But that, yeah, I think Marcel's gone at the end of the season, and he's still struggling at the plate a little bit. He's making contact. I, I look, I look at him every night now because everybody's just on his case. But he's making contact, and a lot of times the hits aren't falling. But he does have he's striking out. But he's Ozuna's a free swinger. Um, a lot of Braves are uh, man. That was what was so frustrating in that Astros World Series last year. Is, man, there were a couple of times Darno was just swinging out of his shoes. Dansby, too, and I was like, stop trying to hit a home run. Just put the ball in play. But I just wonder sometimes, do they get pressure from the league, you know, like the league? Because the league wants – that's one reason I think they're getting rid of the shift is they they want more scoring, more excitement, more action. They always talk about is the ball juiced. Well, it doesn't make any sense any other way. No, what? It, it, it really doesn't. Why else would you take take that away? You – Logically speaking, you would tell the hitters to get better to beat the shift, 
rather yeah. than telling somebody you can't play that way because it makes it unfair for the hitters. Yeah, um, and I, I, 100%. I, and you're going to see more runs, and you're going to see more home runs, and you're going to see uh, averages go up. I wonder, and I'm just going to ask this question, and I don't think it's uh, one of those silly like hypothetical things. Do you think with the shift going away, we'll see a 400 hitter? Or somebody touch it, somebody get pretty close. Do you think it, anybody could ever hit 400 again? Uh, man, I honestly don't know. I hope so. I mean, I like make it make it make sense. Yeah. You take the shift away. I need somebody to really just abuse the hell out of it. You know what I mean? Like make if you're doing it for no reason. If you do it and nothing really changes, then I don't understand what it was done for. So uh, hopefully, it increases averages across the board. Well, you know, uh, in Bull Durham, you hear Kevin Costner talk about, you know, I think it's Bull Durham, you know, the difference between staying up in the major leagues and, like, hitting 300 and below is, like, two more singles a week. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was, like, one or two more singles a week. Just think about how many more hits are going to fall in or find their way up the gap or, you know, whatever without the shift. Think about the mindset of a pitcher. It's literally every things are being changed around them to make their lives harder. Yeah, as it should be. Make them learn how to pitch. Make them well, no. learn how to, you know, dissect a hitter, and that that's fine. But like, why we're talking about a shift in baseball? Like now, now I have to because this hitter is inept, and I know how to I know how to handle that, and he can't go to the opposite field. My guys can come over here and make this one just a little bit easier on me. Now they can't do that. Earn it. Yeah, but I don't, but make the better earn it. Why why does the pitcher have to earn it? Why would it all be on the pitcher? Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I just uh, the shift wasn't as prominent. You know, uh, back when we were growing up, which is you know. which, which is fair. But the shift happens because hitters aren't as versatile as they used to be. Everybody got lazier. I mean, would you, but would you agree say. when the shift wasn't as prominent? We had better pitching. They had to learn how to – they had to pitch better. They had to make better decisions. They had to make better pitches to get the guys out. I don't know. I See, I just – in general, it's just different now. Like, it, it's completely different. We talked about it on the show, like, the complete game. You know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen anymore. And those guys, those guys knew what to do to survive through the entire game. They knew how to pitch out of situations, bad situations, because most of the time you don't get into a complete game uh, yeah. unscathed. Like – you get into certain situations you got to get out of. I if it if it improves pitching, um, that'll be great. But I just think the landscape of pitching has changed so much with like the the pitch counts and and all that other stuff. I I don't know. Like I, every time I look at a change like this or some sort of implementation, I I feel like it it takes a little bit more away from the game. I mean, I cringe. You know, we we have the beer league softball rule now of put a runner on second. You know, I hate um, that. I forgot about stu- that. Yeah, some of the other stuff I haven't liked, but I don't know. This popped in my head just because we were talking about pitching and, and being better at pitches and stuff. And I just love Greg Maddox so much because for my money, he's the greatest pitcher ever that I've ever. Okay, I'll say that I've ever seen. We'll put and that still in one of the greatest list. ever. But that quote of his, he's like. No need to steal the sign. I'll tell you what I'm throwing. It's an 89-mile-an-hour sinker, and you won't even swing at it. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, wow. That's some, as the uh, as the as the guys up north, the wise guys up north say, that's some got seeds right there, boy. He just, but, hey, he did it. He did it. Um, we talked about that, too. Dead-eyed psychopath right there. Yeah, just, you know, 
Hey, Tony Gwynn said he can, he's like, that guy could throw a baseball through a lifesaver, you know? And I think we're, we're getting back there. I, I think, no, I don't think I know. Max Freed is a pitcher. He's a, he's a pitcher. Um, so, you know, uh, right now we'll wrap it up uh, because we do have a, a tiny little bit of UGA, just three names I want to throw at you because uh, we haven't mentioned them. And I couldn't believe we didn't mention them, but uh, Braves five and a half out of first in the East. Four big ones against the Mets coming up starting tonight, Monday, then the Astros. So get out, you know, turn on the tube, get down to the stadium. It's going to be fun to, as this season winds down and, uh, you know, keep chopping and go Braves. But so we talked about UGA. We had a pretty big episode. We're going to think we're going to call it the calling all dogs episode. We went we went pretty in deep. But we talked about uh, offense and we talked about wide receivers and how, you know, you had A.D. Mitchell and – uh, you know, uh, McConkey and like there were you no know, who who else might we have? Well, we got that great tight end room, but here's Dominic Blaylock. Man, talk about him. He was hurt. If Mookie's kid can stay healthy, I I would be extremely excited to see him and, play. And this is a guy that um, who knows uh, because he, he's just he hasn't. Uh, I heard. It was a, a health thing with, I think he has a daughter. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. So don't, you know, I don't know. This is just things I've heard. Uh, he was a big time recruit. Uh, he was at LSU. And when he came to, it was a, it was mm. a, a boon when he came here. Like we got him. It looks like he's going to be playing this year. And I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to get his name right. So I'm going to give you two variations. It's either Eric or Arik Gilbert. Yeah, but yeah, he's not. He is definitely a part of that tight end room. Yeah, but he—they say he's—he's he's like a guy. He's versatile. You know, he can—he can get in the slot and he can do he's, other oh, things. He's definitely and, you know, the the hybrid version. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any other names down. I there. do. I have one more, and I got to watch this kid play an entire season of high school football last year, and he's—he got a lot of playing time in the spring game. He's an athlete. If a freshman, uh young man by the name of Denylon Morris said he played at North Cobb last year and I had the uh the opportunity to broadcast those games and he's a freak. Oh yeah, he's a I was actually reading a bunch on the the scrimmage they just had. He was actually held out due to some sort of injury. Not, I mean, it's not I'm sure it was just precautionary. I didn't read too far into it, but uh another name I keep hearing, Dylan Bell. Okay. Um High comparisons to A.D. Mitchell. Terrence Edwards, uh, former Georgia wide receiver, uh, it helps train him as well. So about this time last year when he, uh, Terrence was talking about A.D. Mitchell, he's literally saying almost the exact same thing about Dylan Bell this year. So another another name to look out for. So that being said, good stuff. We're wide, we gotta, we gotta, We're getting the nod here from our guy. Uh, our cameras here can only go uh, so many so many minutes at a stretch, we're going to have to reset them. But So that's going to be it. We're, uh, we got to get out of here. But be sure to tune in because next week we have former Falcon Brian Scott coming in. Probably going to get Will McFadden on that show with him. We'll do a big Falcons extravaganza. You know, Israel Troop, Corey Burton. So we, we got some things in the works. So keep following us. Keep liking us. Stay tuned. And we will see you next time, Atlanta. We love you. Do you believe? 